It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shoei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Sure as God made green apples, someday... The Chicago Cubs are going to be in the World Series, and maybe sooner than we think. Is he alive? This is going to be a tough play. What's going on, Cubs fans? You're listening to Lockdown Cubs, part of the Lockdown Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Sean Sears, and on today's episode, we're recapping the Cubs' 6-5 loss to the Marlins on Monday night as Pedro struck in the bullpen below a one-run lead in the ninth. We'll break down Monday's loss in the first segment and then preview Tuesday's matchup with the Marlins as well as take a quick look here at the NL Central standings. You can get Locked On Cubs in the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn App, Radio, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. You will find Lockdown Cubs, and if you can't find us, when you get into your car, if you have a smart device, tell your smart speaker or car to play podcast Lockdown Cubs for all our great content. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Cubs. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Talking Cubs, on the new Cubs Insider YouTube channel, and then you can follow me on Twitter at Sean R. Sears. So let's recap the 6-5 loss here. The Cubs actually were leading the game um, for a good amount of this uh, against the Marlins, and it was... A little bit of a disappointing outing here for the bullpen. Uh, Cole Hamels was able to go six innings in this game. He gave up five hits, three earned runs, two walks, seven strikeouts. Gave up a home run later in this game that really was kind of the decisive factor. Sandy Alcantara, better than his most recent start against the Cubs, um, but still not great. Five innings, four hits, three earned runs, six walks, five strikeouts, and a home run as well to Anthony Rizzo. But the scoring started early and often for the Cubs as the Cubs on the first inning actually got on top of the Marlins 2 to nothing when Anthony Rizzo hit his 200th career home run to deep center field, scoring Ben Zobris to take a one nothing or 2 nothing lead. Shortly after that, Javier Baez doubled. Wilson Contreras singled him in. The Cubs took an early 3 nothing lead. It would stay that way until the top of the third inning when Cole Hamels gave up two singles to Miguel Rojas and Martin Prada, and then Brian Anderson doubled. Driving in Rojas, 
Men Jorge Adolfo walked and Contreras, excuse me, Contreras, Castro hit a fly ball sacrifice that scored Prado, uh, bringing the Marlins with one run and three to two Cubs at the top of the third. There wasn't any more scoring again until John Birdie gave, uh, was able to get on top of a two-out fastball, first-pitch fastball from Cole Hamels that was driven into left field. It was Birdie's first career home run. Cubs tied with the Marlins 3-3, heading into the bottom of the six. And that was where the Cubs made things a little interesting. Wilson Contreras walked. Jason Hayward walked. And then David Bodie walked. Bases loaded. Nick Anderson comes in at, shortly after Hayward walks Bodie. Kyle Schwarber up to the plate. Hits a single to second base that just got over Starlin Castro's Eric Glove. Contreras scored. Hayward thought about going to third, but with Galway in right field, he ended up sticking around, not attempting to test his big arm. So the Cubs only scored one run shortly after that because Albert Almorum and then Ben Zobris grounded out to end that inning. With no outs, though, the Cubs had the bases loaded and unfortunately squandered that chance. Then in the seventh inning, Carl Edwards came back for his first game since being sent down to the minors, and he looked pretty good. Got three outs, two, oh, two, two fly outs and a ground out. Looked pretty good. Was getting squeezed a bit, um, but his fastball looked good. His his curveball was hitting his spots. He looked like a guy that was in a little bit more command of his pitches. And if Carl Edwards can get it going and, and really start looking like maybe the guy we saw at the beginning of 2018 or 2017, um, that's a really good reliever that that could help really solve some of that back-end issues the Cubs are seeing and obviously struggle with in this game. Brad Brock came into this game as well, walked Brian Anderson, but got a ground ball double play from Jorge Adolfo to get two outs and then grounded and got Starlin Cash for the ground out. Cubs come up in the bottom of the eighth and don't really do much. Kyle Schwarber singled, but then Albert Amora grounded out to end that inning. Cubs still leading 4-3. to three. Uh, then the top of the ninth is where things kind of got ugly. Uh, Pedro Strupp comes in and walks the first two batters, being Curtis Granderson and John Birdie. Neil Walker singles, and Granderson and Birdie move up to third and second. Bases loaded. Roselle Herrera walks. Granderson comes in. The Cubs, or Marlins, tie the Cubs at four apiece. Pedro Strupp gets pulled for Kyle Ryan and helps for ground balls. Uh, this was a strange play to end this game here. So he got a ground ball out from Miguel Rojas to get one out, but Birdie scored, so the Marlins took a 5-4 to four lead. Kyle Ryan then got a chopper that he picked up and had Neil Walker dead in a rundown with one out. Coming on his way home, all he had to do was walk to the third baseline and tag him. But he froze for a second, looked at Walker, and then whipped the ball to Rizzo, who quickly threw the ball back over to Chris Bryant for a double play, but Walker scored, and the Cubs... Head to the bottom of the ninth, down two runs, six to four of the Marlins. Just a head scratching move. And Kyle Ryan, I mean, it was nice to see the Cubs had his back, and it was great that they turned that double play quickly to end that inning and, you know, minimize the damage. But that extra run ended up being a killer for the Cubs because Chris Bryant crushes a home run to left field, a no doubter that went on to Waveland. Um, the Cubs did threaten a bit. Anthony Rizzo singled to left field as they were doing an exaggerated shift as he just poked the slow roller through the left field side, through through a base and into left field for a single. Uh, then Javier Baez and Wilson Contreras strike out both of them swinging to end this game as Sergio Ramos slider fooled both of them. Contreras got a call, the first strike and the first pitch in that and his at-bat with two outs here opposite with Rizzo on first um, was a ball that was definitely outside the zone. They called it. Contreras fought with it, but he could see, I think it just bothered him the rest of the at-bat because it, it changed the complexion going down, you know, going up in account 1-0 as opposed to being down in account 0-1. Oh 
a different complexion, a different approach, especially when you got two odds you're working with and a guy just on first base. So unfortunately, the Cubs lose this game. Pedro Strope charged with the blown save and loss, I believe, as Marlins finally reached double digits on the season at 10 and 24, Cubs 19 and 13. Um, a couple key takeaways from this game. Obviously, the bullpen, it was their first bad outing in a bit. Pedro Strope in that bottom of the ninth, though, just did not look like he could locate his pitches. He did get some that squeezed a little bit. There was a couple calls that probably should have gone his way that just unfortunately didn't. Um, but ultimately, you got to make pitches. You can't walk, guys, especially in the ninth inning in those high leverage situations because those walks just add so much confidence to the batters. And when you're playing with a one-run lead, you really just don't have much margin for error. The other disappointing thing is the Cubs leaving the bases loaded and only scoring one run. Um I mean, obviously, Albert Amor had been hitting the ball a little bit better, but still not great. He chopped the ball to the to the pitcher, who obviously tossed it to first or home to get the out, and then Ben Zobrist ground ball double play. Um, that's that's a killer. Obviously, Ben Zobrist is one of the few guys you would expect not to do that, but trying to put the ball in play, trying to make something happen, you have to in those moments, especially with how late it was in this game, being the sixth inning. So, um, it's frustrating. One of the big takeaways for this game, though, for sure, Chris Bryant, another home run. That's two home runs in the last two games. Obviously hit the Grand Slam against the Cardinals on Monday, or excuse me, Sunday, and then Monday, obviously, hitting this home run to bring the Cubs in an A run. Um, yeah, there's not much you can really say here. This is just a game where, unfortunately, the Cubs do lose one. You can't win them all, literally. But obviously having three more games against the Marlins is never a bad thing. They also do welcome Milwaukee this weekend into into Wrigley, so that'll be interesting as well, the first series with the Brewers coming to Chicago. So the Cubs can take three more of these games against the Marlins. They'll be sitting pretty good for a big series against Milwaukee. So that'll about do it here in this first segment. Now, before we roll into the second segment, I do have a quick word from our sponsor, Loki. All right, Cubs fans, I'm excited to talk to you about our newest sponsor, Loki. Loki bracelets let people celebrate and support causes near and dear to their hearts. They're infused with water from Mount Everest, the highest point on earth, and mud from the Dead Sea, the lowest point on earth. It's a daily reminder to help you find your balance during life's highs and lows. As sports fans, we definitely experience highs and lows throughout the season. Loki's game day collection helps you stay humble and hopeful while repping your favorite team's colors. And with 10% of net profits donated to incredible charities, you can support your team and support causes around the world. Since Loki is a friend of the show, they are offering you an exclusive discount of 20% off on all game day collection bracelets. Just head to Loki.com, use the promo code CHICAGOCUBS, all one word, to take advantage of this amazing deal. That's L-O-K-A-I.com, use promo code CHICAGOCUBS, all one word, and get your 20% off. So head on over to Loki now. Welcome back to Lockdown Cubs here in the second segment. We've got a Tuesday night matchup to preview as Caleb Smith will face off the John Lester. Caleb Smith is easily the Marlins' best pitcher of the year. He's 3-0 in the season with a 2.0 ERA. He's cut 45 strikeouts compared to just nine walks on the year. He's only allowed eight earned runs. In his most recent start against Cleveland, he was able to go seven innings, only allow four hits, one earned run, two walks, eight strikeouts, earned the win in 92 pitches. Uh, he's had a no decision against Philadelphia, but was able to go six innings, only three hits, one earned run. He has not allowed more than three runs in one start in his most Four most recent outings, he's only allowed a run or less in all four of those. So he's an incredible and easily one of the better pitchers, if not the best pitcher for the Marlins right now. But John Lester has also been fantastic on his own end, too. Uh, his most recent start against Seattle, obviously, won seven innings, gave up just the one hit, one walk, eight strikeouts on the season. He's got a 1.73 ERA, 27 strikeouts and just seven walks. If Lester can maintain not giving up the long ball as much, he should be okay. 
Um, and his most recent start against Miami, which was back in 2018, was uh, actually opening day, <laughs> where he only won an inning in one third, gave up seven hits, four runs, three earned, two strikeouts, three walks. So hopefully things get better than we saw <laughs> we saw last year. But obviously it's a little bit different of a team even then. And then of course, uh, Caleb Smith last time he faced Chicago was also uh, in that opening series. He was able to only go five and one thirds, four hits, one earned run, three walks, eight strikeouts. Uh, taking a look at who sees Lester relatively well, there isn't too many. Um, there's only two players that are OPSing above league average right now, which is Martin Prado, who's seen Lester in 16 games. again an OPS of 10.63. He's a tough out. And then Jorge Adolfo in two games is batting 1,000. And then, excuse me, Brian Anderson, third baseman, two games batting 2,000, or OPSing 2,000. Rest of the guys, Granderson, 55 games, 894 OPS. That's pretty solid. Obviously seen him a lot. I don't know if we're going to see Granderson too much, though, even though he's a left-handed hitter and sees him well, I think they might keep him more towards righties. So we might not see Curtis Granderson, but surprisingly hits Lester well. And then looking at Caleb Smith, the Cubs have only seen him really a handful of times. Um, the most anyone has seen him is three games. Brian OPSing 26-67. That's encouraging. Um, but everyone else has seen him. Uh, Zilber is two games, 1,500 OPS. Everyone else about 600, 300. So not too many guys have seen him. Brian or Bodie, Baez, in two games, he's OPSing uh, zero. He hasn't gotten a hit against the boat. He's never seen him. Descalso, Hayward. Um, so we'll see what happens here. But Caleb Smith, a talented lefty that could create some problems here for the Cubs. But obviously, as we saw, if the Cubs can get into this bullpen and avoid Nick Anderson, maybe, um, they could probably do some damage against the Marlins. And they scored a lot of runs. If the Cubs just pitch well and pitch better, like their you know their bullpen holds it together, this is probably another win. So I'm, uh, I'm encouraged by this. Obviously, in the Marlins have only won 10 games. They're not a great team. This should be a series win, and the Cubs got to take these next three now. So uh, taking a look at some of the bullets I have here for you guys today, of course, the South Bend Cubs combined for a no-hitter. It was two pitchers. I'm pulling the two pitchers' names right now. It was Derek Casey and Peyton Remy. Remy was on the mound for the no-hitter. They combined to win 2-0 against Cedar Rapids no hitting them so that was encouraging to see Anthony Rizzo obviously hit his 200th career home run that was great to see um always nice to get those milestones and then taking a look at who is hot right now and who is not for the Cubs obviously Javier Baez and Wilson Contreras both doing well uh Wilson Contreras extremely extremely hot right now he's batting 312 with a 440 OPS and 667 slugging he's OPSing 1106 Baez on the year OPSing 1001 um but Chris Bryant Turning things up a little bit, we've seen his OPS kind of quietly tick back up. He's at 850 right now, Rizzo at 927. We're seeing those guys start to hit. Jason Hayward cooled off a little bit. He's finally batting below 300 right now, 299. Still getting on base at a 412 clip, though. Um, a lot of positive things coming out in this roster right now. The big guy I think to watch right now, Ben Zilberst. He's had some good at-bats. He's not necessarily hitting. He's only got two. He's only batting 241, an OPS of 4, 343, excuse me. I think a guy to pay attention to here is Ben Zilberst. I think he's on the verge of kind of breaking out maybe a little bit. Um, he's only batting 241. He's got an base percentage of four or 343. No home runs, 10 RBIs. He's had some solid contact, but he's only had one extra base hit, just one double, which came, I believe, <laughs> against Arizona on that walk-off or that, that late 15-inning game. So I think Zilberst is starting to see the ball a little bit better. He's going to get some more playing time. I'm intrigued to see what Zilbers can do because I feel like the Cubs are just missing some contact bats right now. You've got a ton of pop coming from Rizzo, Contreras, and Baez. Chris Bryant's been getting on base a bunch, and the power starting to show up for him. Um, 
I think if Ben Zobers can get in this lineup and start adding a little more contact, because you do have a little bit of swing and miss and lack of really authority hitting right now from both Kyle Schwarber and Albert Almora. If Ben Zobers can step up and be that contact hitter, I think this offense really starts to find good stride. So, But with that, that'll about do it here for Lockdown Cubs. Make sure if you have not yet, subscribe to the podcast on the new Himalaya podcasting app in an ever-expanding podcast world. You need Himalaya with a personal curated playlist, new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Lockdown Cubs. Make sure if you're not using Himalaya, that you subscribe to either Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn App Radio, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. You can find Lockdown Cubs. Follow us on Twitter at LockedOnCubs. You can follow our YouTube channel on Twitter at Talking Cubs Show. You can follow myself at Sean R. Sears. And then if you haven't checked that out yet, I sat down with Bruce Miles from the Daily Herald yesterday. That was a fun interview. Bruce is a very cool guy. Um, one of the nicest guys I met in that clubhouse. Very sweet to me. Very good guy. You should check out that interview. But thanks for tuning in to your Daily Cubs podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day. And as always, go Cubs. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.